to MoslaCast. This podcast series aims to provide relevant and realistic exam preparation for medical school clinical finals. The episode will feature a clinical scenario followed by a seven-minute example history. Finally, as with the Moslo exam, there will be a six-minute discussion with opportunities for you to pause the recording and test your knowledge. If you'd like a full guide on how to get the most out of these podcasts, check out our Mosler Guide track. These cases are based on real examinations and written by doctors with experience of Moslers. Enjoy and the best of luck. This 36-year-old woman has been referred to the antenatal clinic by her midwife. She is 32 weeks pregnant. Her drug history includes folic acid, 400 micrograms once daily, and labetalol once daily. Please take a history focusing on her presenting complaint and current pregnancy. Hello, my name's Jackie. I'm a fifth-year medical student. Can I start by asking your name and age, please? My name's Rachel. I'm 36. Thank you, Rachel. I just want to begin by asking you a few specific questions about your pregnancy, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. How many weeks along are you? 32 weeks and five days. When was your last menstrual period? Oh, sometime in October. And when are you due? July 7th, I think. And do you mind if I ask you whether your pregnancy was planned or not? Yes, it was very much planned. And I notice you take folic acid. Yeah, I do still take it. I just wanted to be extra safe. That's great. Thank you. So, I understand you've been referred to antenatal clinic by your midwife. Would you be able to tell me how that came about? Well, I've been feeling quite sickly in the last few weeks, and I've been going to the toilet more often. I didn't think it was much of a problem, but Haley seemed quite concerned. I understand. It must be a worry when things are different to what you expected. Do you have any specific worries? Well, I just don't really know why I'm here. The not knowing is a bit worrying for me, I guess. Okay. Well, I can continue asking you some questions about your pregnancy and maybe I can help explain further once I have some more information. Can you start by telling me a little bit more about the sickness? Well, I thought I'd been quite lucky. I didn't really get much in the way of morning sickness. I kind of thought I'd escaped it, but it came on maybe two or three weeks ago. It just started just feeling a bit sick, but recently I've also been vomiting a bit. You've been vomiting? Yeah, it wasn't that much at first, but it's becoming more often. Is there any pattern to it? Any time of day or with certain foods? Not really. It seems quite random. Okay. And do you get any tummy pains? No, not really. Do you have any idea what might have brought it on? Well, I just thought it was delayed morning sickness, to be honest. Okay. So I'll just check that I've got all that. Over the last few weeks, you've been feeling nauseous. More recently, this has turned into vomiting. You don't get any pains, and it seems quite random. Have I missed anything out there? 
No, that's about it. You also mentioned needing to pass urine more often. Could you tell me more about that? I feel like I need to wee all the time. But I didn't think that was unusual with the baby sitting on my bladder. A couple of times I've, you know, leaked a bit. That was a bit embarrassing. Not at all. Is there any pain on passing water? No. Okay. And other than the vomiting, have you felt particularly unwell, hot, clammy or dizzy? No, not really. Any headaches or disturbances of your vision? Mm, maybe a few more headaches than usual, actually. But my vision is fine, I think. Okay. I'd just like to move on and ask you more about your pregnancy, if that's okay. Yes. Is this your first pregnancy? Yes, it is. And if you don't mind me asking, have you ever had a miscarriage or a termination of pregnancy? No, never. You're 32 plus 5, so should have had a number of scans and blood tests by now. Have there been any problems with those? No, everything's been fine. Baby has been growing well so far. That's great. So you're expecting just one baby? Yes, twins would be a bit much. Is the baby kicking much? Yes, he or she must be so energetic. I can feel the kicks nearly all the time. And now, just a few questions about your past history, if that's okay. Have you ever had any surgery, such as on your cervix or your womb? No, I've only had my appendix out. Okay, great. Have you kept up to date with your smear tests? Yes. Any problems with those? No, no, they've always been normal. One or two of my friends have been called back for more tests, which seemed quite scary. Luckily, I've been okay. Great. And how regular did your periods used to be? Not very regular at all. I think that's why we found it difficult to conceive. Oh, did you? Did you need any treatment or help with conceiving? Well, yes, actually. I had IVF. I think that's why I get so nervous about stuff like this. Ah, uh, I see. I can see why you may worry. Yeah, I'm pretty obsessive with the pregnancy, actually. That's understandable, and we're here to look after you. Do you have any medical or health problems? No, I used to have asthma, but that's not bothered me for years. OK. And can I just check... Are you on any other medication other than the ones mentioned, labetalol and folic acid? No, that labetalol was only started recently, though. Something about my blood pressure? Ah, I see. And any allergies? No, just penicillin. Any family history of any problems? No. Did your mum have any problems with any of her pregnancies? I was a bit premature, I think. And my sister was early, too. OK. Do you know why that was? No, I'm not sure. Maybe we were just keen. No problem. Just a few more questions about your life in general, if I may. Do you live with anyone at the moment? Yes, my husband. And is he the dad? Yes, he is. What job do you have? I'm a teacher, and he's a manager in retail. Do either of you smoke at all? No, definitely not. OK, great. And while you've been pregnant, have you had any alcohol? Again, no. I've not had any alcohol for ages, since I've been trying to conceive. OK. Well, thank you very much for your time. Those are all my questions. 
Do you have anything else you would like to tell me? No, I just wanted to know why I'd been referred for the clinic. I understand. It may be helpful to discuss the reasons you've been referred after we've done a couple more tests, like your blood pressure and a urine sample, if that's okay. Yes, that's fine, thanks. Okay, Jackie, please summarise back your history and examination. This is Rachel, a 36-year-old lady, a 32 plus 5 gestation. She is para zero, gravada one. She presents to antenatal clinic with several weeks of progressive nausea and vomiting associated with increased frequency of urination without dysuria. Otherwise, her pregnancy is progressing as expected and notably, she conceived through IVF. This is a single pregnancy and she takes libitolol for her blood pressure and folic acid. Okay, can you give me a differential diagnosis, please? My differentials include hypertensive disease of pregnancy because I know she takes libitolol for her blood pressure. I would be concerned about preeclampsia and therefore would be interested in further investigations, including urinalysis for this patient. Considering alternate diagnosis, I would also consider a urinary tract infection. Thanks, Jackie. You mentioned preeclampsia as one of your differential diagnoses. Could you please define preeclampsia for me? Yes. Preeclampsia is a multi-system disease featuring hypertension of at least 140 over 90 recorded on two separate occasions which need to be a minimum of four hours apart. This is in the presence of 300 micrograms of protein over 24-hour collection of urine arising after the 20th week of pregnancy in a previously normotensive woman and resolving completely by the six-week postpartum. Very good. Would you be able to tell me the mechanism behind it? Well, it is widely believed that defective tropoblastic invasion results in underperfusion of the placenta, releasing factors into the maternal circulation targeting the vascular endothelium. All right. What are the risk factors that predispose a mother to preeclampsia? These factors can be broken down into patient risk factors and pregnancy risk factors. Older patients, those older than 40, are more likely to develop this condition. This is also true for patients with a BMI over 30 and those who have a family history of preeclampsia. Past medical history is important too with diabetes, chronic renal disease and a past medical history of hypertension all increasing the risk of preeclampsia. Okay, you mentioned pregnancy risk factors. What about those? Well, this is the first pregnancy, so that puts her at higher risk. Or if it was multiple pregnancies, that increases the risk. Okay, so this patient has presented to your clinic. How would you investigate them? So my investigations would include bedside and blood tests. 
At the bedside, I would do routine observations to ensure the patient is hemodynamically stable. More specifically, blood pressure monitoring is really important. Urinalysis would then be essential to assess for protein alongside microscopy, culture and sensitivity. Since a urinary tract infection is in my list of differentials. Okay, and blood tests? Blood tests would then involve screening for complications associated with preeclampsia. I would want a full blood count as a drop in red cells may suggest hemolysis. LFTs would be useful to monitor liver enzymes which would be raised in HELP syndrome. I would want to do use knees in order to check out the patient's renal function since hypertension can lead to renal failure. Finally, if I am suspicious of HELP syndrome, clotting would be really important. HELP syndrome, you've mentioned that. What's that? So HELP syndrome is a collection of symptoms which occur in patients who have preeclampsia or eclampsia. HELP stands for hemolysis, elevated liver enzymes and low platelets. It's a really serious form of eclampsia and is associated with a high mortality unless treated. Treatment involves delivery of the baby as soon as possible. All right, that's the treatment for HELP. What about the management of preeclampsia? So my management would involve conservative and medical treatment. Conservatively, you'd want to engage the patient in regular monitoring, which involves checking blood pressure regularly. Women may need to be admitted to hospital for this. Why might you admit a patient to hospital with preeclampsia? Women may need admitting to hospital if they have a blood pressure greater than 170 over 110 or 140 over 90 with protein urea. Patients with significant symptoms or abnormal blood results might also get admitted. Okay, earlier you mentioned medical management. What does that involve? Medication-wise, antihypertensives can be used to manage preeclampsia, but delivery is the only cure. However, the women need to be stable before this can be done. If the fetus is less than 34 weeks, then steroids should be given to minimise the risk of fetal respiratory distress. Also, if there's a risk of eclampsia, magnesium sulphate can be given, as this can half the risk. All right. Thank you, Jackie. That's all I wanted to ask. MoslarCast is created by MediSense. You can find more MoslarCasts on our website, www.medisense.org.uk. Thanks for listening.